Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode 20 of the Website Coach Podcast. And this week, I want to talk to you about something that I think is really important, and that's email marketing, and specifically your email list. Do you have one? Do you email them? (laughs) In this day and age of social media marketing, many people think they don't need to bother with email marketing. I mean, who reads emails anyway? Says the girl with 51,071 unread emails in her inbox. I know, I know, I'm not kidding. (laughs) That's the number in my personal account. My business account is three, to be fair. But it's dangerous to build your business solely on social media. It's not yours, and you've got no control over it, other than, of course, what you post and how you engage. So what's the issue with social media? Why not rely upon it? Well, I know several people who have had their accounts hacked and or taken down by Instagram and Facebook. I suspect you do too. These accounts have built up followers over years. Now, some of them have managed to get them back, but others haven't. And even those who did get them back have suffered weeks of downtime and weeks of stress. Now, it might not happen to you. I hope it doesn't. And I hope it doesn't happen to me either. But it does happen. And it can happen to you. It happens to people with large accounts. And it happens to people with small accounts. It even happens to people who take the utmost care. Not posting things which Facebook or anybody else might take offence at. And having two-factor authorization on their account. And it happens to people who've been around a long time. As well as people who've not been around very long at all. It happens to people who have over 10,000 followers on Instagram and big Facebook groups. And it happens to people who've got very few followers and small groups or no groups. It happens to people who've spent a lot of time building up their social presence, as well as those that haven't, of course. It happens to people who've spent nothing and people who've spent thousands on ads. And the frustrating thing is they can't talk to a human when it does happen. They get pushed around by computer bots. The other thing with social media, which we've all experienced, is the algorithm. You have zero control over who sees those posts you've spent ages writing. And just when you think you've sussed that algorithm, they go and change it, of course. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't use social media in your business. I use it in mine. It works. I get clients through it. I'm saying you shouldn't rely solely upon it to build your business. Now, there are a number of ways you can reduce the risk. One is to use more than one social media platform. Facebook and Instagram are, of course, linked, so you should use another outside of those. And that way, if you've got an issue with one, you do at least have another. Another way to reduce it is to build an email list. This is a list of people, potential clients, who've given you their permission to email them about your business. 
permission to be in their inbox as often as you want to be. And nobody can take that away from you. It's your list. And whilst you might have to battle with the spam filter, the deliverability of emails to people on your list is likely to be higher than the percentage of followers who will see a social media post. According to Campaign Monitor, who have researched these things, your message is five times more likely to be seen through email than Facebook. Five times. That's a lot. Now, this audience on your email list is people who've come across you before. Otherwise, you wouldn't have their permission to email. This is not about buying a random list of email addresses, which, by the way, is now illegal anyway. And quite often with social media, we're so fixated on reaching new people, we forget that the people who are most likely to buy are those who already know us. Email marketing is useless for reaching new people. SEO, social media, PR and collaborations are much better for this. But where email marketing shines is in nurturing those who have already come across us. The right strategy, if you like, is to find these potential clients through other means, but persuade them to join your email list as soon as you can. You can then build up your relationship with them through your email list, or on social media, or on both. And the other benefit to having an email list? Well, it's better than social media at conversion. So when you've got an offer, you're likely to get more signups through email marketing than social media. Social media is actually pretty rubbish at conversion. Used correctly, email marketing is a key tool in your marketing arsenal. And the first step is to build up that list. So how do you get potential clients to agree to go onto your email list? Well, there was a time, long, long time ago, well, actually not that long ago, and only a few years ago, when we all used to sign up to email lists of businesses we had come across willy-nilly. You could even buy lists other people had built up. I'm not sorry to say those days are gone. We're all busy, we get lots of emails, and we don't have the time to wade through them. They clog up our inbox. Most people will only sign up to receive emails that they really want to re receive or in exchange for something else that they really want. A fair exchange, if you like. So one way is to persuade them that these emails you'll be sending will be really worthwhile. A bit like their favourite magazine popping through the letterbox. But many people are sceptical of such tactics and they won't sign up. Or you can bribe them into joining a list. I'm talking about a legal bribe. <laughs> Nothing illegal here. This bribe or fair exchange, they get something of value to them and you get permission to send them emails. It's sometimes referred to as a lead magnet or email opt-in. And it's very effective. I'm sure you've opted into many. For a product-based business, it might be a discount. Get 10% off your first order is particular particularly popular. You might have entered a competition to win something and the price of entering that competition is to agree to subscribe to an email list. Now, I've got a few. You might already be signed up. 
If not, I've included a link in the show notes. <laughs> it's actually beyondthekitchentable.co.uk forward slash downloads. Quizzes are another popular lead magnet at the moment. Things like find out which kind of an entrepreneur you are. And the great thing about a good lead magnet is it gives potential clients a reason to sign up to your list now because they want what you're prepared to give them now. And although they can unsubscribe when they want, most people will at least read some of your emails and give you a chance. Without a lead magnet, they wouldn't be on there anyway. So what should you offer for your lead magnet? Well, the best lead magnets attract the kind of people you want to work with. The very best tie into what you ultimately want to sell. So I work with mainly female business owners offering services. People who might want a website building at some point in the future. And while a lead magnet that targets business owners, say that quiz that asks them which kind of an entrepreneur they are, might persuade them to join my email list. It's not related to my business or anything I sell. And it targets too wide an audience. Because you don't really want people on your list who are never going to buy from you. If they never open your emails, it impacts on the delivery of your emails. And as your list grows, you'll have to pay based on the number of people on your list. You don't want to pay for people who aren't ever going to be clients. That's just a waste. It's the other reason why you should be relaxed about people unsubscribing. Those people are never going to be your clients. The best lead magnets are directly related to what you're selling because they attract the people who are interested in what you're selling or what you're going to be selling. Now, sometimes that's not just possible, but I'd still recommend giving something that's closely related to your business. So what kind of a thing can you give as a lead magnet? The short answer is anything that someone would give their email for. It can be a discount. It can be a chance to enter into a competition. It can be a checklist, a guide, an ebook, but I'd make it short if it is. A video, a discount, workshop, webinar, quiz, etc. And ideally, it would give the person downloading it a quick win. Something that makes them think, if I get this for free, what would I get if I paid to work with this person? That's the aim. But the most important part of the lead magnet isn't the content. It's actually the title. Nobody's going to enter their email and click that download button unless it has a compelling title. Whatever might be in it. We choose so many things based upon titles and looks. Books, bottles of wine, and whether to provide our email list for a lead magnet. Now, once you've got your lead magnet... You need to promote it. <clears throat> and I must admit, this is a bit that I was fall down on. But you do need to promote your lead magnet. You've spent time creating it. It's good. It gives potential clients a quick win. And it gets them on your email list. So promote it. And there are lots of ways you can promote your lead magnet. Of course, you should add it to your website. Absolutely. And while I'm not a, generally a fan of pop-ups, they do work for email sign-ups. But please 
give new visitors time to look at your website before the pop-up is activated. There's nothing more annoying than finding a new website, looking at it, and immediately getting a pop-up. So when I set them up for clients, I set them to pop up somewhere around 10 to 15 seconds after entering the website or on exit if somebody exits before that time. And also don't have them popping up on every page in a single viewing. Again, that just annoys people. So you can set them to pop up just once on a device and then not pop up again for a certain period of time, like a week. As well as your website, you should share it on your social media, all channels, even the ones that you don't use very often. And don't just promote it the once, make it a regular thing. Because not everybody will see it first time, and sometimes people aren't ready that first time. Indeed, some people might think, oh, I need to download this, and then get distracted and forget. That's certainly what I do. And you should also add it in groups where you're allowed to promote such things. You can also run ads to it. Now, I check it's working organically first. But if it's a good lead magnet, which nicely leads into an offer, then it's a great option for a Facebook ad. What happens after someone's downloaded your lead magnet? Well, that should be the start of your relationship, not the end. I think it's good practice to redirect them to a thank you page. It's polite, after all, and it reminds them it will be coming into their inbox shortly, so they need to check. Now, I always recommend sending a lead magnet by email rather than redirecting them to the download. That way, the person who's opted in is much more likely to open that first email from you. And that demonstrates to their email provider they want to see your emails. And it makes them less likely to end up in spam going forward. And you can also use the opportunity on this thank you page to lure them into something else. It could be joining your Facebook group, following you on Instagram or another social media platform, or even booking in a call or buying something unique or at a discount. Because some people are ready to do that straight away. You could also run ads to encourage people to sign up for a lead magnet and offer a low price offer on the thank you page, which pays for the ad. This is called a tripwire. It's pretty clever stuff, but it works too. And after that, well, they've given you permission to email them. So you really should email them on a regular basis if you ultimately want them to buy from you. You can run what's called a nurture sequence, which is a set number, usually three to five, of emails which are sent over a period of about a week to everybody who downloads that lead magnet. It can introduce you, give value, of course, and generally get them to know you better. And at the end of this sequence, you can make them an offer, or you can even do it before the end, before they join your proper email list, if you like. You don't have to, of course. You can just take their email and add it to your list in case you have a problem with social media in the future. But that really would be a waste of the effort you've gone to. Now, one final point that I want to talk about 
is ensure you use an email marketing provider to send the download and any future emails. Don't manually send them from your inbox. So what do I mean by an email marketing provider? Well, people like MailChimp, MailerLite, ConvertKit, they're popular email marketing providers that have free plans. I use ActiveCampaign. It doesn't have a free plan, but it doesn't cost a lot when you have a small list. And I'll talk about sending emails in a future episode, but the reason I use ActiveCampaign is I think it's better for segmenting your list and sending different emails to different segments of your list. Now, I don't actually use it in that way, <laughs> but that is the reason that I chose ActiveCampaign rather than any of the others. But the thing they have in common is they are systems designed for mass emails. They allow people who they, they allow you to comply with GDPR by making it easy for people to unsubscribe. They're also better for that reason at getting through spam filters because they've got that those rules that you need to follow. So they're more trusted by spam filters. I say they're better at getting through spam filters because sadly they're not perfect. So to conclude, having an email list is a great way of nurturing potential clients until they're ready to buy from you or you have an offer that appeals to them. Even if you don't email them regularly, which you should if you're nurturing them, it's a good insurance policy against problems with social media. And the best way to get people to sign up to your list is to offer a lead magnet. Ideally, these lead nicely to an offer and show people what it might be like to work with you. And I really would encourage you, if you don't already, to put together a lead magnet. It doesn't have to take long. You can just do a checklist or something like that. And once you've got your lead magnet, you need to remember to promote it regularly. On your website, social media, and in groups where you're allowed to promote such things. And for those of you who already have a lead magnet, one thing I would really encourage you to do after this episode is to go and just promote it. Just find a couple of your social media channels and put a promotion on there. Also make sure it's on your website. And when someone has downloaded the lead magnet, it should set off an automated train of events. First, they should be directed to your thank you page, where you let them know the freebie is on its way, as well as letting them know where else they can find you or maybe make them an offer to work with you now. They're now on your email list, which was the aim. What do you do with these people now? Well, that will be the subject of another podcast. That's it for this week. See you next week. And don't forget to check out my lead magnets. The link is in the show notes. It's also on my website. And if you follow me on social, you should see it promoted on there from time to time. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me. Whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it, and see you next week.